So please welcome to the Fat Boy Weight Loss Show. Today we have Anna from Eat, Run, Cook, and we will get to it right after this. An important food, a healthy food, and a basic food that can be served in more than a hundred different ways. Hello and welcome to the Fat for Weight Loss Show. My name is Aaron and I am your host for today's episode. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, let me introduce myself. Firstly, I am from Australia, if you hadn't already guessed from the accent, and I run a ketogenic food blog called Fat for Weight Loss, found at fatforweightloss.com.au. And the aim of this podcast is to dig into the world of nutrition, fitness, and everything in between. I'm a nutritional therapist and an advanced sports exercise nutritional advisor. However, I'm not a doctor, so I cannot give you any medical advice. This also applies to any guests involved in this show. Please make sure you consult your doctor before making any changes to your diet or medication. You can find me on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Fat for Weight Loss for delicious keto recipes, meal plan videos, and drool-worthy food photography. So let's get right into it. So Anna, I want to welcome you to the Fat for Weight Loss Show. How are you doing today? Thanks, Aaron. I'm great. Yeah, going well. Oh, that's really, really, that's really awesome. Um, you know, for for people who don't know the the relationship for Eat, Run, Cook, that is your Instagram handle. Um, yes. And so, if uh, you know people want to go find you on Instagram, is it Eat dot Run dot Cook? Is that is yes, that right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, and so your. Uh, uh, you're based out of Melbourne, uh, yeah. which is really cool. It's always awesome to talk to people who are in the same country. You know, I yeah. talk to people in the states, and <laughs> and they always say, "Oh, you've got an accent." Um, <laughs> but you know, I always start the podcast with a funny personal story, and um, you know, there's there's something about uh, running that is. Um, quite controversial for some people not not many people like running but uh, i think we're probably one of the ones that that do Um, and so but you weren't always like that for your for your entire life that's something that's sort of come around uh fairly recently is that right yeah i um yeah anybody any of my friends uh that i went to high school with i'm constantly sort of laughed at because i was always the one writing the fake notes uh saying i was sick so i didn't have to do pe um anything that involved running or exercise, I would be on the sidelines. So I was the very unathletic child at school. So it is quite funny that, yeah, I'm now, you know, running five, six times a week. Um, so, yeah, it's it's strange that that's what's happened later in life. Yeah. I, I guess the irony of that too is that you're signed up to run a full marathon pretty yeah. soon. Yes. We'll get to that in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, for those people who go, yeah, whatever, you know, running five, six times a week, it's like, no, no, you're going for a full marathon. So, yep. yeah, we're, we're, we're definitely going to dig into that. Um, and so uh, can you tell us a little bit about you, a little bit of, um, you know, why you started keto and maybe some of the motivations for you uh, in that realm? Yeah, sure. Um, basically, I, after having my second child, um, about four months, he was about four months old and I literally just remember sitting there on the couch I was breastfeeding him and I was just uh, feeling I guess large as you know a lot of women after having babies you do but larger than I'd ever been Um, 
I was unmotivated for anything and I wouldn't say I was depressed but I was definitely uh, not going into a good headspace mm. um, and I just needed I think I just it was like someone turned on a, a light switch I guess I just suddenly realized sitting there I had to do something about it and I literally that moment turned to my husband and said you know in tears that I just I'm not happy and I need to sort it's all me I need to sort me and he um yeah, he'd, he'd actually been researching keto and intermittent fasting and started just talking to me about it. And yeah, um, I literally sat up quite late that night looking into it all. And the next day um, I made a list of all the foods that I sort of could eat to be, you know, on keto and um, got rid of a massive box we actually donated of foods mm. that yep. I no longer needed in my cupboard and fridge. And <laughs> um, and that about the next night as well, we also bought a treadmill. So um, it all sort of started together. But I, I am like that where I make my mind up on something and that's it, I'm doing it. Um, mm. And I literally, I just started. I took my before and after photos and yeah, I, I just went for it. And a lot of people I sort of see say, um, you know, don't weigh yourself daily or put you off. But for me, that was my motivation. Um, even if the scales just move one tiny little, you know, point, whatever I was, I was celebrating. So I am um, in the bathroom. I sort of had a sheet sitting there and every day I'd write down my loss and some days it was a gain, some days it didn't move, but, um, yeah, I did. I really enjoyed it. And I loved the way I started to feel and mentally started to feel happier. And yeah, it just it very quickly, I found my groove, I guess, with keto. Um, mm. And the running was with it. And yeah, it all just sort of, uh, yeah, it worked for me. I'd found my thing. Yeah, that's really awesome. And it's, um, it's cool that you were able to research it and get started straight away. Yeah. Um, and I think that the internet's a great resource and you can you can just do these things. You know, the, the ketogenic diet isn't hard. You just need a few um, pointers. And, and yeah. uh, you know, I think, yeah, for a lot of people, the scales are, are really debilitating. But, you know, oftentimes they are a pretty big motivator to not eat the foods you're not supposed to, right? Yeah because you can see the mo the needle moving in the right direction. And even if the scales are not going down, then you might be up taking measurements as well. Or yep. I don't know. But yep. <laughs> the, the photos are really, really, really great because you don't notice much until you take a photo and you look at yourself from yeah. six months ago and you go, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Something changed. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, no, that's great. And uh, it's, yeah, it's amazing that uh, your husband was looking into that and so is that something that you both do at home and and the kids do as well is it sort of just you know pretty cruisy from now um yeah my husband um I mean I'm he works long hours so I'm the main daily cook so really I always said I'm not going to be cooking you know three or four different meals so mm. um but my husband was he's been very supportive and more than happy to you know jump on that so he does eat the same as me um the kids pretty much the same um like for example last night i had chicken meatballs and zucchini noodles whereas they had the chicken meatballs and they still had some pasta so yeah. you know they still have um some of the carbs but it's more about i guess just teaching them healthy habits and moderation and that sort of stuff mm, yeah that's that's uh it's really important because 
and, and also finding those recipes you, you can sort of just switch out the the part of the ingredients and it's still just the same meal yeah. essentially yeah <laughs> um that that is often you know a roadblock for a lot of people as they say oh I, I need to be able to cook two meals and in actual fact a lot of pastas a lot of curries you know those types of things can be a transition but yeah um you know you're doing a lot of the cooking at home um but you're also doing a lot of baking and and you know your instagram is filled with uh you know these these keto wonders <laughs> um can you tell us a little bit about you know how you got started in that and you know was that something that you always did prior to starting keto or was it more something that you just wanted to be able to flex those muscles when you, when you got into keto it's weird i um i've always had a sweet tooth um you know it was i definitely was 100 percent addicted to sugar so, um, yeah, I think as when I first started keto, the first six months, the only sort of, I guess, treat I gave myself was um, I'd have like a square of lint 90% dark chocolate. Mm, yeah. And then I guess once I went into the maintaining keto where I didn't really want to lose any more weight, I just wanted to continue on that lifestyle, I started to sort of think, well, you know, I still want to be able to enjoy a dessert or I still want to be able to enjoy a cake, you know, you have people over or whatever. And I, um, I mean, yeah, I just started looking into different recipes. Um, your recipes have always come up for me, you know, oh, I've cool. always made some of yours. <laughs> and then I think the more you get used to the ingredients that you can use, like almond yeah. flour and things, you get used to how they work. And yeah, yeah I just, um, I enjoy just creating and seeing if they work there's a lot that hasn't <laughs> um <Yep. laughs> but uh you know it's fun just um yeah i love being in the kitchen it's sort of another happy place for me it's running or being in the kitchen um yeah i do sort of chill out it's not a stressful sort of place for me so yeah i think yeah, that's, that's why i'm able to cook so much <laughs> yeah i mean like for a lot of people you know they despise going into the kitchen um, but I think once you once you do it a lot, it becomes this thing where it becomes much easier. Yeah. Um, and and when it does become easier, you can enjoy it. You're not just stressed out watching, looking at a recipe, then watching the video, and then looking at the recipe again and going, "Oh my god." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and you mentioned that you were uh, running in there, um, yep. and we sort of alluded to the fact that you are going to be doing a full marathon. What was the inspiration behind um, one signing up for a marathon? and two, doing the, the grueling training for a marathon? I am, um, I think pretty much, I mean, that day when the day I sort of decided, you know, I had to do something to, to get myself out of this rut. And um, I sort of, I remember leading up to, um, you know, going a bit back, but leading up to my wedding day, I um, had got joined a gym and sort of had a probably run about the maximum a couple of kilometers on a treadmill. Um, and I had really enjoyed it. And so when my husband sort of said, well, what can we do? You know, what do you need to get yourself out of this? And then he said, well, should we look on eBay? And do you, what do you think of getting a treadmill? Um, because of his hours as well, and, you know, two young kids, getting out to do the runs was always mm. going to be the hard thing. Um, yeah. And then the second that treadmill arrived, it was like, right now, I have to use this. <laughs> so I sort of... I, I remember I um, I set myself, I was like, right, you've just got to get to three kilometres, run three kilometres. And I did. And um, it was sort of my husband again saying, well, do you want to, you know, get to five? And I got to five. And, and then he said, why don't you just book in for a race? 
And I booked in, what was it, 10-kilometre and about, I think I gave myself four months to do it. And then it, I was hooked the second I crossed that finish line. It was just, um, yeah, that accomplishment. Um, and, yeah, you know yourself, it's there's... There's nothing that beats that sort of feeling when you've hit that goal and, yeah, being in a part of a race and having that medal. Um, and I just, yeah, so I got home that night and booked another 10 kilometer, and then <laughs> after that one I booked a half marathon and here I am about to do my sixth half marathon. And, yeah, but, I mean, last year, um, or was it last year, I think, I did my first half marathon at the Melbourne Marathon and... Um, it was literally the second I crossed that finish line. I was like, all right, that's it. I'm going to do a full marathon. And I thought yeah. this time next year I'll come back and I'll do it. Um, I did break my heel uh, nine weeks out from doing that, unfortunately, last Ooh. year. But I'm recovered and back and um, I'm going for it this year. So, yeah, nothing's stopping me now. I'm going to do it. But oh, that's awesome. I think once you get, you know, your head set on that you're doing it um, and especially I think once – you've been injured as well and you literally cannot run. Mm. Um, my whole focus was just nothing is going to get in my way. I'm doing it. I'm going to accomplish it. So, Yeah, that's really cool. I think that, um, you know, determination is really important for crossing that finish line. And yeah. I think the, um, the Melbourne half marathon, I don't know whether it's the half marathon. I've seen the finish for the full marathon where you run into the stadium. Yes. And it's just amazing. Yeah. Like, you know, there's people all around, just cheering you know yeah. everyone's clapping if you know i'm sure people's hands would just go red raw because yeah. they're clapping so much but as a person who's run you know uh what's the half marathon 26 yeah yeah no, 23 whatever it is yep. <laughs> 21, yeah. um uh you know as as someone who's run that far to to come into that stadium and and hear all all of that applause it's it's um it's really life-changing yeah. and i think you know uh, i think if marathons were were to give a discount the night of that event oh. for the next year, they would make a killing. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so that that's that's really awesome. And so you <clears throat> you did allude to the fact that you broke your heel. Yes. How, how did injury and taking time off um, not only affect your, you know, coming back into it, but did that have any outside effects on maybe um, – your diet maybe other things with it was there anything that um you know because i know that when i go into injury um it's always it's always a pretty tough time because you don't have that time where you can spend away from either the house or just you know zoned out yeah watching the time the the time go past yeah. as you're running <laughs> um did you struggle in that point and and were there any helpful hints you know that that someone might be able to take away from that as well i think um it, it sort of went through stages. At, at first, I was very much in denial. Um, I was, I mean, I, I broke it during a half marathon and um, I still ran two kilometres on it. And then at the very end, as I crossed the line, I couldn't walk. I was limping. And um, my husband's a Cairo who normally looks after all my sort of niggles and things. And he was running that as well. And he, when he, he I'll just put in there, he crossed after me. <laughs> but when he crossed and he could see me limping, he said, oh, we'll have a look at that. And when we got home, I was like, it's fine, it's fine. And I, I, I think I knew, okay, this doesn't feel normal. But 
he was like, okay, I think you need to go for an MRI. And I, I mean, I just found every excuse under uh, that I could for the next week that I didn't need to go for an MRI. Uh, until yeah, okay, I went for one, and even the lady who was doing the MRI, she said, "How are you not in a moon boot?" <laughs> right. Uh, so anyway, so I once I actually got the diagnosis, and um, yeah, realized. I mean, the emotions of it's like someone's literally just grabbed your goal that you're so close to and just mm. thrown it away. It was mm. really devastating, and it was very. I do emotionally eat. So, um, yeah, I definitely, I think at first was just, I could have easily just turned around and said, just give me all the ice cream. And, and you know, for a couple of nights, I probably did, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. just, it was about, I think you've just got to almost um, find it somewhere in your head to recoup and move those goal goalposts goal posts a little um, and just realise, yeah, you've just got to take it a little at a time I mean to be fair my husband who was sort of looking after um, you know helping me get through it as well as well as a podiatrist as well as a running specialist none of them were giving me a timeline which um, I understand why because had they have actually said to me look you're not going to be running for six months I think I would have just lost it but Mm. I just kept on going you know give it a couple more weeks give it a couple more weeks and I think people probably even saw that on my page and on my stories because I was every now and then like two more weeks and then it was like four more weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but to be, I mean, having that page, having this, like my Eat, Run, Cook page, it, it surprisingly, it gave me so much motivation to get through it. And um, I wanted to stay, you know, um, keto and fasting and I wanted to stay motivated and I wanted to keep my body in top shape because I knew that as soon as I could run again I knew my fitness will have dropped a lot and I if I could at least keep my upper body strength um, it would give me a good head start so yeah it was always um, in my mind I never sort of thought okay that's it I'm just not going to do a marathon it was just okay now I'm just going to do it next year Mm. instead and Mm. um, and I mean i any sort of competition I could see going on or whatever on, you know, on throughout the keto running world where it was just to do sit-ups or push-ups or whatever I was joining in and (laughs) just whatever I could do to keep myself motivated and talking about it. And, you know, there's constantly runners injured. So, you know, it's not hard to find in the runner's world people that you can relate to and, um, yeah, chat along to and understand that you're not the only one and, um, so many people, you know, would say you're a real runner now. You've been injured. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so for, for anyone who might be injured running now, um, there is a podcast I did with a guy called Brad Beer, and he's a physio from the Gold Coast. Um, and he has a book that's called um, You Can Run Pain-Free. Yep. And, uh, you know, a lot of that is sort of preventing um, those injuries from happening. But I guess, uh, you know, once they've happened... It's time. Yeah. You, know, you just need time. But it's interesting that you were saying how your Instagram page um, really kept you motivated. And I find that a lot of people who do start Instagram pages or at least have, um, uh, you know, an, an audience to communicate that to because it's not often 
always the case that you have support at home for everything that you do and it's not just support it's like motivation and and also um something to post your content or like you know maybe a group of people who care yeah (laughs) um and uh, or you think they care um uh, and and so you know i i do find that a lot of people who do start those instagram accounts they they often have a lot of a lot of success and uh and you know, for for you now, that's um that's a big part of of your success as well as running this Instagram page, and it's yeah. great. Um, and and so for anyone who is thinking about starting an Instagram page or um, maybe uh, getting into a community, um, especially here in Australia, because yeah. I know that a lot of the stuff is in the US. Um, but is is there any resources that you found um, were helpful in one sort of you know starting an Instagram page and two? being held accountable or anyone in the community that you can think of that really made a difference for you? Um, it's funny. I mean, when I started it, I, I think I just, I was chatting to a friend and I just, I'd already sort of gone through the beginning of my keto journey when I started. So I lost all my weight that I wanted to lose and I was now maintaining it. And I was really now sort of into my running and I was chatting to a friend and I sort of said to her, I'd, I just feel like I, I want, I'm bursting wanting to share all this. It's making me so happy. But it's like you don't want to force it onto people who don't do it or don't want to hear it. Right. You know, there's only so many people you can stand and chat to about keto and running who just don't care. <laughs> and she sort of said, why don't you just start an Instagram blog? And, I mean, literally I had no idea that the keto and running world or even Instagram really how it existed, how it even worked. So she sort of went through and showed me. I was like, oh, this is amazing. And I just thought of a name and threw it out there. And I think it was weird. It's, I think I've learned as I've gone. And, you know, you, I think you've just got to be yourself and mm-hmm. um, join in in the community. Like there's everyone out there, they're just wanting to meet people the same way, you know, as you are. And, um, yeah, you just... I guess like I've made a lot of um, Instagram friends that it's quite strange. You know, you're checking in with each other quite a lot and, you know, never met. Um, There's probably a lot about our lives we don't know, but it's that familiarity. Um, And there's a lot of, you know, other other mums out there. You know, I'm a full-time mum, so it's nice to sort of see sometimes that there's other people in the world. You're not alone at home. Right, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, I think just as I went along and watched what others were doing and how others, you know, were um, posting and what they were posting, and I just always said, and I, I remain by it, that I just want to remain true to me. Mm. Um, I'll never recommend, say, products or anything that I don't truly believe in and that I or that I truly enjoy. Um, you know, I do get offered different things that I could promote, and I say no a lot because. It's either not what I feel is needed in keto or um, or nothing to do with keto or running at all. And I'm sort of like, well, that's not what my page is about. Right, so, yeah. Try some skinny tea. Yeah. Like, no, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the funniest was hair treatment. Um, oh, I've had yeah. all sorts. But, yeah, so I do, I do always, I've always said, yeah, I'll stay true to who I am. Um, and that's what I try to do. I just want to share my journey and hope if it's inspiring someone or helping someone in some way, then 
yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, and uh, big shout-outs to Sean and the team from Temple Tempo Nutrition, Nutrition yeah. on that one because uh, they're fantastic. Yeah, they um, are. Sean's a great guy. Uh, and, yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> there is so many avenues you can go down with keto and uh, a, lo- a lot of products that are quite simply not necessary. But talking about that, yeah. um, uh, th- there were a lot of questions that I got when I was doing my marathon, and I know that you probably get the same um the same questions you know with people interested in running they come from this high carb world they're they're so jacked up on sugary gels and they go out and do a a run and they go what you know what sort of nutrition do i take what what do i drink you know i'm so used to having gatorade every 500 meters (laughs) um you know uh, what do i do and and so uh, are there any uh things that you do that have helped you train uh, for not only half marathons but anything you're putting into action for your full marathon that other people might take away and you know integrate into their own running as well yeah I um I mean when I started I guess training for my first half marathon even though I was following a keto diet I still actually ran using the carb gels and eating bananas and things which was it didn't occur to me that there was another way I could do it. I just, mm. I find it's you don't really hear of people running other than carb loading and, you know, that's all the talk around yeah. running. So, um, but after my first half marathon, I was so sick in bed afterwards for the rest of the day. And it was very quick for me to realize that's all the carbs I've just thrown at my body. Um, so I, I just started experimenting and realizing if i'm using fat as my fuel and energy all day every day through the rest of you know my time why on earth would i then want to go and run that many k's and suddenly you know throw the opposite at it right so um yeah i mean for me before a long run i love to have um just a couple well i have two or three eggs and half an avocado um and I'll have like a, a black coffee with some temper nutrition MCT oil. Throw it in yep. there. Um, <laughs> and now this is right before you go running, or is this? This is an about hour an hour minimum. An hour I aim yeah, for. Okay. Um, yep. I usually like to probably have it about an hour and a half, two hours before. But sometimes yep. I'm not getting up that extra early, so right. it'll be sort of maybe an hour. But um, and then during my run, I've sort of played around with a lot lately. But your almond butter recipe oh, yeah. yeah that has um yeah that worked really well for me um to be honest my last couple of half marathons i've actually i don't even know if i need that fuel but um yeah. it's more of a i'd rather take some and not burn out i think yeah. i'm scared to try it um I, I don't know a lot of people say they think by now i probably could do that a long fasted run like that but i just don't know if i'm game to try it so um yeah, I'd normally around the 16 kilometers, I have some of the almond butter um, and I carry some uh, low-carb electrolytes on me um, as well as some water and I sort of sit between the two. Um, but yeah, I mean, I end, I don't end a run tired as in, yes, okay, you know, you feel like you've just run a long way, but I have a lot of energy still. I... All I ever really want is a coffee. Mm. I don't feel that hunger that I, I remember f- finishing when I was running on carbs and I would, and I just wanted a burger or a big, 
I just needed a big meal. I remember literally yeah. straight away wanting that. And whereas, yeah, I mean, I'll wait, I'll catch the train home, I'll go have a shower and then I might cook myself something to eat. But it's not, um, yeah, I'm, and I find as well the next day I'm recovering very, very quickly. Mm. And I think, again, that's a lot to do with, yeah, my keto and my fasting and just my body, yeah, fat adapting. Yeah, that's, that's, it's, um, that's exactly what I found as well. Yeah. Uh, and so um, I think, okay, so there's, there's a couple of things at play that, um, uh, you know, the critics out there are going to be, well, you can't run without carbs because you run out of glycogen. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in reality, there's a, a process where your body starts turning fat into fuel. Yep. Um, and once you become fat adapted and once you like, uh, you shouldn't do a keto marathon if you've only been keto for four weeks, yep. for instance, because it's it <clears throat> it's just not going to work. Um, you have to be fat adapted for a while. And then after that, then your body's pretty good at burning a stream of both. So you've only got really 90 minutes of carbohydrates on your body at any one time in terms of running, whereas you've essentially got an unlimited tank of fat yep. that you can tap into. So if you're burning both of those at the same time, um, your body can replenish your glycogen by you know uh, supplementing with electrolytes and you know the almond butter for me i found the really salty taste was um you know just something that helped me keep going yeah um and yeah but i i do think though that uh you you know for for people who are trying to get their best time and they're trying to um break world records for instance um there's uh there's a there's a runner called zach bitter and he runs uh, a lot of ultra endurance events and what he does is he gets fat adapted to a point yep. to a certain extent and then he tops up his glycogen levels with with carbohydrates along the way now he's running 160 k's or 100 miles yep. at a time um, and he's doing that in 12 hours so he's definitely burning yeah <laughs> burning some pretty serious energy yeah um and he would be in keto as soon as he finished yeah uh, no doubt yeah um so you can do it both ways but uh, definitely, if you are trying to finish like I was, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I just don't think that carbohydrates are necessary. Uh, and it's really uh, interesting that you say you take electrolytes with you as well because that's, uh, that's important, I find. Um, there was a point where I started to get a little bit sick because I was drinking too much water and not enough electrolytes. Yeah. Did you ever have that, that, that feeling as well? Yeah, and I, um, I've actually noticed recently... I don't drink anywhere near as much water as I used to, and that's m- more because I, I, f- I feel like I don't need it as much as I used to. But I, right. I did used to. I think it, I don't know whether it was a habit or, but I would probably even from about four or five kilometres, I'd start taking little sips. So if you're doing a half marathon, you yeah. know, <laughs> if you're doing that constantly, yeah, you're just filling up on water. And yeah, I, I'd get to a point where I'm thinking, yeah. I'm, not feeling well um whereas now i can sort of get to nine ten kilometers and just be taking a little bit of water then Mm. um but i like to yeah if i take water then then my next say five kilometers i might then have a sip of electrolytes and i like to sort of go in and out like that i feel that whether that's the right way to do it or not i'm not sure but it's sort of it's just something i've experimented with and it's worked for me 
Yeah, yeah. I think um, you know that's important as well is uh, finding out what works for you because not everyone is the same. Yeah. Um, we're we're similar to a certain point, but then uh, again, you know, everyone's going to run differently. Yeah. Everyone's going to have different nutritional needs, and so being able to test that prior to a, a run or test it, you know, in your training runs is is uh, is super important. Yeah. Um, uh, a lot of runners ask this question: What sort of shoes do you run in? I am Brooks Ghost. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I have had those. Um, yeah, actually, I went to uh, the running company and had those properly fitted. Um, oh, awesome! Yeah. Once I, uh, yeah, I, once I'd broken my heel and got back to it all, and I was fitted with orthotics, I had to find a shoe that would fit those. And yeah, I also had to change my running technique from being a heel runner to a front foot you know runner so um i needed yeah. yeah everything to work and fit and be professionally done so <laughs> yeah. um i've actually oh i can't believe now they feel so light when i'm running i literally feel like i'm running in bare feet um so yeah i love those yeah it's pretty amazing when you put actual running shoes on you yeah. feel like you're being pushed forward yeah. as well you know yeah. just this perpetual motion of yeah. <laughs> being squished forward you know it's great um i'm a bit of an asics fanboy but um you know brooks and asics i think are all yes are all i good. do have asics as well i do love the asics yeah uh, i think running in nikes are probably not the best especially if you're running you know full marathon yeah. I, I do think that those proper shoes are, are going to get you much further um you know and so all of this is is fantastic but what i do love to end the podcast with is some quick questions sure. and generally they're not quick but <laughs> <laughs> you know it's just a little bit of a uh, insight onto a, a few different topics um and so you know with regards to the ketogenic diet is there any food or you know um is there a certain ingredient or whatever it is that you always have that you can't do without avocado without a Ooh, doubt okay. I'm, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I love avocado. There's a lot of people who are on the fence about, you know, the carbohydrate content in avocados. And oh. I, <laughs> I, I, I think it's a little bit rubbish, but, you know, there, there are some people out there. Um, and, uh, you know, what, h- how much avocado would you consider um, too much? And, you know, what's sort of the, the range or the limit that you're looking at? Oh, look, for me, I look at, you know, overall the health benefits of things. Um, yeah. And I mean, there'll be some days where I have one avocado a day. Um, I probably wouldn't go over my one avocado a day, but um, I do, I, I mean, it'll always just be on the side of either my lunch or my dinner, or it'll be in a smoothie or, you know, and it, it is, um, it's so good for you. You know, there's so many benefits to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, from that point of view, I'd rather drop, if I'm really that focused on how many carbs I'm having, then yeah, I'd drop it off something else. I think, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. my, my avocado and my veggies and things, it's like, a, don't touch them. They're, um, they're yeah, staying. So. That's right. And, and, um, do you ever get the question on, uh, you know, how do you fit enough vegetables in your diet? Because, uh, aren't there, you know, too many carbs in vegetables? I, I always get that question. And I think it's silly, but yeah. you know, what's your response to that? I do always get that. And I, um, I mean, I don't, I very rarely, I haven't really counted my macros ever. Mm. Um, I, you know, did for a little while as sort of a, just to see. Um, 
but I much prefer intuitive keto to yeah. go by how my body feels and reacts. And that's actually helped me even figure out with running what works yeah. because you've got to be in tune with what's making me feel bloated or just not sitting right. or And that's I, I can go through foods that I know were probably adding on a load of carbs or anything just from purely the way I feel afterwards. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, from that point of view, I do stick to the lower carb vegetables, but I don't worry about how many have I had today or how many am I having. Um, at the end of the day, they're, in my opinion, they're giving what my body needs. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Um, and they're, uh, you know, I, I do think intuitive eating is the gold standard really yeah uh, and my fiance she's much better than that that i am yeah. um and and i think it's something that you learn not something that uh that comes naturally so you just have to keep going and and be really in tune with what's with with what's happening so yeah. that's cool um you know is there any food that you dislike is there something that you know maybe other people love and you just you know you just can't handle oh mushrooms Oh really? Oh yuck! I can't. The it's something about the texture. I can't do it. I can't. No, it's it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, so uh, my fiance, she doesn't uh, eat a whole lot of vegetables. But <laughs> mushrooms is something that I've introduced to her, and she loves them. So, um, it, yeah, it's. If it was pureed are... into a sauce, and I literally don't have to bite into one. I yep. could probably do it if no one ever told me, but it's all a mental <laughs> thing. You know, if someone tells me it's in there, it's, oh, no. Yeah, no, that's totally fair enough. Um, and so we didn't get much into your training schedule, but yeah. I, I, th I think, uh, you know, what's what's one particular run that you find is probably the most effective to your um, training? So you're doing a lot of uh, endurance running. Yep. Uh, is, is there a particular type of run that really helps with that? Well, I've, um, I mean, I've recently sort of in the last couple of months gone with a running coach. So I'll give them a quick shout out, Run2PV. They're amazing. Oh, cool. Um, and do they have an Instagram as well? Uh, they do. So they're, they're at Run2PV. Yeah. Um, and so my coach on there is um, Zach Newman, who's, you know, quite well known within his own right of winning many marathons, half marathons across, um, yeah, Victoria and... Um, He's just, I guess, taking on from his experience and he's also been injured and come back. Um, and so I've just sort of let myself completely listen to him and it's a lot. I've learned that I need to uh, be consistent, be patient. Um, it's not all about, I used to think, you know, to train for a half marathon, I had to get out there and every day run sort of 15, mm -hmm. 16, 17 kilometres. Whereas now he's very much got me on, you know, sort of four easy runs and a tempo run and there'll be some fartlek in there. And so it's just, I guess, about, um, for me, I do enjoy doing some tempo where I can really add some speed in there, um, especially because he's really focusing on the mo at the moment on me pulling back on my easy runs so that I really am learning from feel what my mm. easy pace is. Mm. Um, Whereas tempo, I really let to, you know, I just get to let loose and go. And so the the big smile on my face when I see, you know, we've got an app where he'll put in what my, because uh, he's an online coach, so what my um, daily runs are and I'll see I've got a tempo run. And 
yeah, uh, it's, I just love to be able to, you know, not worry about pulling back and just go. So I guess that's definitely one of my favorites. It's hard at the same time because, you know, you've got to hold it for a certain time. Yeah. But I do, I've definitely seen very quick improvements. Um, yeah, on just, on all of that combined and the consistency of, I can't believe how quickly there's strength in my body and the pace, how much my pace has improved. Um, yeah, it's it's so quickly changed from doing a year of just whatever I thought I had to do. Um, so yeah, so if anyone's yeah, looking awesome. for an online coach, go look at them. <laughs> Run to PB. So Run to I'll, PB. I'll link them in the, uh, the the show notes of this along with your Instagram handle as well. So if anyone's looking for those those informations, then then they, they can go along to the podcast description. You should be able to click on the link in the podcast app that you're following and get there. But um, uh, are there any books or podcasts that have recently inspired you? Um, there's, I sort of listen to, I listen to a mix of, um, I'm really into the podcast at the moment when I'm running. Um, and I, I listen to a mix of ones between keto and well, health and then ones between running. Um, I do listen to your own. Um, (laughs) And uh, um, Tracy McBeath, Healthy Mum Nourished Lifestyle. (laughs) That's it. Um, Hers. And then there's also then Runner Chats um, and, you know, some of the runners ones um, I enjoy. But I think what inspires me is just everyday people um, doing, you know, uh, who are motivated and who are, you know, still getting up every day and getting out there and doing a run or um, who are showing me, you know, that it's it's not, every day is not brilliant, every day is not perfect. We don't all just stick perfectly to keto every day, all day long, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's okay. And that's, I think that's what inspires me just to keep on, just to, someone who's just being themselves and, um, yeah, positivity. I'm a big thing on positivity. I can't... St- I can't stay listening or looking at something for long that's just got a lot of negative mm. feeling in there. Um, mm. And, you know, I'm all about, uh, for myself, always wanting to look on the positive side of things. Um, I mean, who isn't really? But, but <laughs> that's right. you know, it's I guess that sort of thing is what just keeps me motivated and going is just, yeah, other people doing the same thing. Yeah, that's right. And um, yeah, I often find podcasts super motivating. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, at, you know, when you can run and you can get a lot of runs in and you oftentimes get a lot of podcasts in. Yeah. Now, I work from home a lot and you probably uh, stay at home as well. Yeah. And so I no longer have a commute. Yeah. And so I don't really get to listen to podcasts that much anymore because the commute is the best time to do it. Yeah. But, um, you know, doing getting those runs in, you can definitely get a whole bunch of podcasts and audiobooks and whatnot. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's a great time to do it. So I was a musician for a long time yeah. um, and I really love listening to what people listen to either on their runs or just, you know, everyday classics or what sort of music you're into. Is that, do you have any things that you always go back to or any playlists that you listen to often? Oh, my, uh, my running playlist is... Um... It's quite funny. It's such a mix. It's um, all, you know, those, there's a lot of big motivational music, you know, on yep. there. Um, but it's anything from, 
running by Naughty Boy um, to, oh, I could have some powder finger on there or, oh, yeah. you know, a, a bit of Queen. <laughs> it's, yeah. you know, Eminem. It's all just, if there's a song that has got a really good beat and then it's got some real powerful words in there, then when I'm running, I'm listening to that. Um, but if I'm at home, I might just have, say, I don't know, an old Triple J Top 100 or something on in the background. or So I'm a big mix. Um, I do just really, I, I've always enjoyed music. Um, I can't play anything, but um, it's always been in the background um, for me everywhere I go. You know, I've always got some music on playing, so... Yeah, that's really cool. Well, um, you know, for all the musicians out there, you're the you're you're the reason why they're employed. <laughs> they have they actually have someone who's listening, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, that's really cool. And uh, yeah, I think uh, music can can have such a such a change in your uh, lifestyle and also just in your everyday you know mundane tasks. Yeah. And I often find that I listen to a lot of Rage Against the Machine while I'm yes. like you know cooking it's very it's very strange but, yeah uh yeah and all of that we've got all the old um triple j uh hottest 100 cds yeah right back to like 95 i don't know yeah and all the like a version ones as well i collect yeah. all those i've got yeah. yeah those piled up yeah they're awesome they, they have been so good recently yeah side note yeah <laughs> and some a lot of the those versions i prefer to the original <laughs> i shouldn't right. say that yeah. But, uh yeah no i yeah i love the version ones yeah, no, that's really cool. Um, and there's there's quite a few of them who actually get into the top the top one hundred yeah. with their yeah <laughs> like with a their version. version. Yeah. So so anyone who doesn't know what like a version is on Triple J, Triple J, um, you know, is a pretty popular, well, one of the most popular radio stations in Australia, and they do this thing where they get musicians to come in and they do a cover of you know a particular artist or a particular song. So they play their own version of that song and play an original and so those like versions are always just so good and they have uh, lots of youtube clips on online that get millions of views now which is crazy yeah um yeah really really cool so you know to wrap it all up um for those who are looking to get similar results to what you've sort of achieved you know um going through from starting at the rock bottom to where you are now uh you know what do you think the most important aspect is or maybe the lead domino to achieving something similar? Um, I think write, write down where you want to end up. So write down, know your why. I know that's everyone says that, but I think it's very important. Um, it's always, it's a very individual thing. You've got to, yeah, I guess really think about why do you want to achieve this? What is it? And I think even writing down why you don't want to stay the way you are now, um, and write your end goal or give yourself an end goal or, you know, get, even make it smaller goals as you go along um, just to help you, you know, get there. Um, and then just keep reminding yourself, I guess, why you're there. Talk about it with other people. Make sure you've got support around you. And, I mean, if it's from a point of view of you looking at starting keto, I think just start, just be basic with it. Don't. Um, I mean, I didn't go, as I said, I didn't go near any of the making the keto desserts and things, and which, sorry, my page won't help because I'm constantly putting those in your face. But, <laughs> no, uh, <I> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I did start with literally lunch every day would be like eggs and avocado or something simple, a quick salad and some eggs or 
and dinner would just be my protein and some vegetables and you know I might make a nice sauce to go with it um, but just yeah work out do your research get to know what the carbs are and everything and just keep it simple um, mm. but at the same time and I do get asked this a lot but um, don't be afraid of the higher carb vegetables and things because I think sometimes it's good to balance it and if you're in a rut I do believe that you add some higher carbs in and when I say that I mean like smart carbs like your butternut pumpkin which seems to scare a lot of people um but those sort of things I mean a week leading up to going for a run I love to make a big batch of butternut pumpkin soup um I'm just giving my body some higher carbs and um I'll sort of I'll I will just eat the smarter carbs a lot more leading up to the runs so don't be afraid of those um but yeah just keep it clean keep it basic just eat food um and yeah you'll see the results you should see the results um and yeah yeah i like that um and you know for those people who are uh, maybe looking for their why i've recently started doing um i bought a goal journal and you basically put three goals in and you have 90 days to sort of complete them oh that's awesome um, and you you know you just write in it and you just you know you can you can really just do it with a notebook uh, and you just write it in every day and think about what your end goal is. And yep. if you're checking in with it every day, then you start realizing what you're doing. Yeah. And it's a uh, it's a it's a process where you can actually uh, it's a bit of a biofeedback yep. loop, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um. And uh. And yeah. For looking into those smarter carbs, uh, Luke Hines has a fantastic book here in Australia. He's which is actually called Smart yeah. Carbs. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> yeah. Um. And uh, you know that's that that's really great as well. If you are looking to you know, move into that realm of metabolic flexibility because I do think it, you shouldn't be scared of carbs, but, um, you know, to start with, just keep it simple. And I love that. I really love that. So where, um, where can people find you? Where can people get in contact with you? Ask, um, some questions on maybe running and how you got started and all of those different types of things. Yep. Um, there's my Instagram page, which is yeah at eat.run.cook. Um, linked into that i do also have a blog um and then i do have the eat run cook facebook page as well but i guess yeah my main one that i'm sort of always on is the the instagram page so yeah feel free to reach out and say hello and um i know some people have said to me they saw me at a run event and were too embarrassed to come up and say hello please don't oh. be please come and say hello because i am literally <laughs> no one i'm just i'm just you know a girl wanting to share her journey so don't ever be afraid to come and say hi and if i see you i'll come say hi and yeah i'm um yeah i would love to meet more people i really don't get to get out there and meet a lot of running community just you know due to family life but so definitely please come and say hi that's really cool um and as as some people would say irl or in real life yes it's always, yeah. <laughs> it's always yeah. intimidating at first but i guess you know definitely go and say hi and if you get the time or if you uh you know have your phone handy go along follow the link in the instagram handle and just send anna a message saying look really love the podcast and uh, maybe we can get on another podcast in, in the next few months and see how the the full marathon went yeah um, that would be awesome yeah cool all right well 
I, uh, you know, from me and all of the people listening to this podcast, I just wanted to say thank you for coming on. Uh, it's been a real pleasure thank to you. talk about running because I, <laughs> I love talking about <laughs> running and everything to do with it. We could talk for hours and hours and hours. Um, but uh, yeah, I think we'll probably have to do a second episode once you've finished the marathon and, and see how it all went. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this podcast, make sure you hit subscribe to be notified next week when the podcast arrives. If you could do one small act of kindness for today, I would greatly appreciate a review from you. It's really easy and it allows me to keep making podcasts just like this one every week just for you. Head on over to fatforweightloss.com.au forward slash podcasts for the latest updates and all the show notes. Until next week.